If you already clicked play on this episode, you most likely know who Rob Deerdeck is. Whether you're driving in the car, whether you're working out, walking down the street, sitting at home comfortably, no matter what you're doing, there are moments in your life when you think, Rob Deerdeck, man, I miss Rob and Big. And if you didn't watch the Robin Big, I totally get it. Actually, I don't. I don't get it at all because that was just a classic. Um, I'm 25, so, you know, Deer Dex Fantasy Factory, Robin Big, classics when I was growing up. We would just sit there and watch it all day, and then we would watch Ghost Adventures at night, and that was the split. This is an oldie but a goodie. I think this was late 2021 or maybe early 2022. When I did this interview, Rob actually had me on his podcast. So please enjoy this episode. Also enjoy the holiday season as well if I don't get to speak to you. And I'll catch you next week. Ryan Sullivan, welcome to Build with Rob. How are you? Rob, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm doing great. Where are you coming from, man? You coming live from the parents' basement or what? Garage. Parents' garage, but New Jersey, USA, baby. Representing that, my that's, yes, Man, sir. that's a really nice looking garage. Yeah, I so my dad kind of made it uh, when I was a kid as like a man cave, and then uh, I ended up spending a couple nights out here, and then I kind of just next thing he knew it was a podcast studio, and I guess he figured, well, you know, this is this this is my kid's job, so I might as well just let him do it. Yeah, I love uh, it. He hasn't I asked for it. it back yet, so yeah, gotta no, be you, grateful for that. Rob. Yeah, you got you got great parents if they're allowing the studio to be in the man cave, you know. All right, look, tell me, tell me, lay out like uh, your business uh, and then then let's have a, a quick discussion about sort of what you created up, up to this point. Yeah, sure thing, man. So, yeah, I, I've been creating podcasts for about four years now. Started just my own personal podcast. And, uh, you know, I started doing it just myself talking to the camera. And I realized that I if I brought in guests, it would be I wanted to learn more from people. I, I realized like I already have the information. I'm trying to give it to other people. But I want to also learn from people as well. So I've had this show, guest-based podcast for four years, um, interviewed over 80 people, investors, entrepreneurs, you know, race car drivers, the whole nine. Um, But I had a lot of trouble because I, first of all, didn't know how to market it, didn't know how to promote it, um, didn't know how to find guests that I wanted but couldn't get, uh, you know, didn't really know how to maintain an audience and then create content to bring in new people. Like I knew what to do for my audience, but how do I grow it, right? So all these different problems. And so I basically throughout that time, I, I had worked for a couple of companies, created podcasts for companies specifically, um, a marketing company. It was the first podcast I created for somebody else. And the the everything just went on the back burner, man. Like they just like sit like the company was in debt, like the culture was terrible. Like it was it was like a narcissist CEO, like it was a whole like all these things. But I'm super grateful that happened because it allowed me, number one, to learn how to run a digital business. And then number two made me realize that I have to have control of these projects and that if a company wants me to create a podcast with them or for them, I have to really set those boundaries. I can't rely on them to do it. And then that's what you did. You ended up building like the business that creates podcasts for anyone who wants a podcast. Is that what the company business is? That's it. So podcast creation and launch for personal brands. Everything in this space that I've seen is a lot of B2B everything. Just create a podcast to get sales, create a podcast for your ideal client, all these things. But what about people like myself? I'm a rapper, um, podcaster, you know, producer. I wanted to make one for my little audience. What about people like Rob Deerdeck? Like you're sure you have this huge company around you, Rob, but you're a personal brand, right? So there was no one stop shot, one company creating them for personal brands. And after I left, I'm like, I don't want to work for companies anymore. 
I don't want to work for huge teams. I want to work with solo individuals. Yeah. And then, and then for you in launching the business, like what has been like the, the biggest challenge and where do you see the opportunity for you right now? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest challenge has probably just naturally been like the challenge for everybody, which is just scaling and growing. Like it's kind of easy, not easy, but it's way easier to get the first three, four, five paying clients that love you. But how do you get the next 10, 15, 20, 50 clients and then build a team with the same culture of yourself that you're trying to build? And then how do you learn how to teach other people that? So best, definitely my challenge has been scalability. And then also, I guess, developing the team. Yeah. And look, it, you know, the truth is, is, is it's a very personal business that you've created that, you know, and it's based off your personal experience and you're, you're, you're everything. You're the sales guy. You're the strategy. You're the creative. You're the, like, you basically are the one man show. Like you may have some, some partners with you helping on the, the operational side, but at the end of the day, it's it's also like a super personal business, right? And and for you, um, your relationship with that client is ultimately the lifetime value of who, how they are to you, uh, or what they are to the business. But ultimately, the real lifetime value of them as a customer is the output that they get from their podcast, right? Because the problem with like you know finding a personal brand. Uh, someone trying to to speak to their brand, the, you know, the the people that know you rapping on the weekends, right? Like, you know, on the other side, like that, how much value and time and money can you spend on that before it's like, ah, I'm not sure if I should be spending all this time and money on a podcast right now versus these sort of, um, I don't necessarily want to call it B2B, but where you can help create value for a real estate guy, a car salesman guy, you know, these different sort of people that can directly look at, okay, I sold three more cars this year. Oh, look at this. I got five more clients because of this. Like, like it's the actual ROI for who you're making the product for or building the podcast for is where you're going to have a much stickier, more valued uh, sort of consumer, if you will, you know, and just, just when I think about what you're doing and, and what led you to, to get here, because it is, it's the classic example of you built the skill set by doing it for the agency. And then you, well, I could make a business out of this and do this for, for other people. And then boy, what happens? Like, then it's like a business. Now it's hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and, and, and creative services, boy, whoo. I didn't realize this was like this, Rob. I thought I was like, all right, cool, man. I'll edit some audio. Oh. How, how crazy could it be? Yeah. And then, yeah. And like you said, the personalized the thing. And it's like, yeah, people love me. They love working with me. And like, and, but how do you scale that hundred X scale that or, or whatever you want to do? It depends on your goals. But anyway, I, use, that's where LinkedIn came in for me because my content, my engaging on LinkedIn, it still do, it does to this day. It brings people to me, but I'm only one me. Right. All creative services kind of arrow back to the one sort of founder, one here, the creative voice that you're basically connecting with. So, you know, I, I'm, I think you should look at it from, from a couple different ways. Like, obviously, the more clients you have, the better, right? But, but it's really the quality of the clients versus the scale of the clients, right? Because at the end of the day, you want to keep 
giving value and keep monetizing like your core clients that basically you're this end-to-end solution for them that they're seeing results and growth in their social media and their friends are saying they love it and this and that and and they're seeing the results in in cl- their own clients or whatever it may be so they want this to keep going and you one way to scale is to have less clients and have more ways to monetize them right um but but the truth is 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 you really just are going to be in that position of always wanting quality over quantity and then determining what your goal is connected to that. And then you can begin to look at, okay, now I have this base. Then I could hire somebody that could then replace me. And then how do we begin to automate this and, and create tiers, right, for a much easier, lower level? But the question is, is that what you want to do with your time and your life and everything that you're designing with this business? You know what I mean? Because you got a lot of other aspirations and seem that you have other things that you want to do, you know? Yeah, that's really it. It's, it's where do I want it to go? See, I wasn't, I was under indexed on the digital. I thought that, okay, cool. I'll sell some podcasts online. I'll do some audio editing from home. It's COVID. I, and then I'll open a studio and just have a recording studio, you know, a done for you podcast studio. You come in personal brands, businesses, whatever it might be, you get a producer. I mean, this is model is, is, is in every city. Right. Um, and I thought that's what it was, but then I realized like the scalability and then working with people all around the country, I can just help more people. So then my goals kind of changed a little bit where it's like, yeah, I want to be this studio guy. I've worked in and out of studios. I love that concept, but the digital is, is way too promising. The people who stayed online during COVID they're still online. They're yeah. still consuming online. They're still making content online. So yeah, that's where the goal the goal has kind of shifted a little bit for me. And then that's what brings that question of also, now that that's changed, how do I want to balance these other passions where in their own right, I believe they could also be as effective or, you know, as um, monetarily valuable. Yeah. And, and look, and I, I think it's, you're still young, right? And you know, there's that aspiration. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be my own boss. I want to go do it. And, and everything that you're doing with this project is is building your toolkit, building your experience, building your understanding, right? Like you, all these things that, that you learned about the business, you would have had no idea had you not done it, right? Because you just don't understand how difficult something is you don't know what you don't know until you realize you don't know it, right? Like, and, and that's the, the cycle of almost all young entrepreneurs, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes those are insurmountable and, and the business uh, can't survive because you make a decision of it's just too much work. And, and my goal wasn't to like have more work and be basically locked into this idea this was going to be a means to an end, if you will, for me to do other things. So when it comes to balancing those, I really think you've got to define what's the most important and what purpose each of them serve. And then how do you design and grow them to serve each other and give yourself the freedom to pursue other things, right? So so does that look like a, sorry to cut you off, but I'm just curious, does that look like a framework that like similar to what you have? Does that, is the kind of, like the next step then to create that type of life design framework, or is it more in answering those questions for myself first? I think it's both, right? But if I was to like, I look at the business is like, how do I get 
15 core clients that cover my living and lifestyle expenses, and I can slowly hire a couple bodies and get it into where I reduce it from, you know, taking 10 hours a day down to three hours a day so that I'm now sustainable. And then I can now focus on, you know, you know, going and doing shows on the weekend, whatever it may be. It's it's basically defining the purpose of everything you're creating, then sacrificing with intent to get it into the place that you want, that it's serving your greater design for the life that you want to live. And it was, I had to learn it through television, right? Like where I just didn't want to be on television and I didn't want to be on MTV at 40. I'm like, man, this is outrageous. I can't still be on this show at, at 40 when I was like my trying to decide what my life looked like. And so what was happening? You know, I it, it like going and shooting ridiculousness was like this burden. I was just constantly like, oh, I wish I was like focused on business and these other things. But when I finally designed the life that I wanted and, and began to look at all those ports, I realized, well, wow, well, TV is actually this really like huge value that allows me to generate all this income and awareness that can give me sort of the leverage and the time to continue to work on building the machine and, and sort of my venture stuff that I want to do. I reframed it. And then I was like, wow, like then look at your, this unfair advantage that you have in, in the media space. Like you should build and sell, let your first build and sold company be a production company because you have the revenue built in with the television show. And when I, when it completely reframed and they connected, like I then like the energy and the purpose of, of shooting the show changed for me. And now it was about building super jacket and this amazing company. That's going to be my first company that I built and sold. And, and what happened? It was the first company I built and sold. You know, and, and it, it laid the foundation for basically the evolution into what became who I am in this show and what the Deer Deck Machine is to this day. And I am at the same time designed what was happiness to me and what, how I wanted to spend my time. And, and if, and when I do make money, what am I going to do with the money? Like I designed everything together and what it all meant and then went out and began to do it and together like I was still being able to to try new things and, and and along the way, but was like evolving and growing as one unified sort of system, if you will. It's just what I think you should just kind of consider um, as you look at 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 not not trading off which one's more important, but but putting a strategy to each one. And so how do it's they done. feed into the grand? vision more future focused yeah and and knowing that there's still a part of you that may change in five years you know most likely will yeah because you got to think i did that at 40 you know what i mean now i'm 47 and i you know i still have like another like you know 300 episodes on this contract and i will probably i you know i don't i would i would shoot this thing till i'm 60 now you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I have so highly optimized it because you got to think about it. It used to take all this time and energy. And then I spent so much focus on how do I get it more and more effortless. And it, and I literally drove it to where it takes almost no mind share, no time. It, it's the smallest sliver of my life. 
and it has this huge output. Like 80-20, though, I, I just, that's really it. No, I mean, it's not even 80-20. It is, as I, you may or may not know, I track all of my time, well, and I can tell <laughs> you. Yeah, I should not have thrown that percentage You know what there. I'm saying? Shooting 250 episodes of television each year is exactly 4% of my time. And that, that is a highly optimized, fully balanced human being who then applied, um, you know, deep optimization uh, to shooting a television show and getting it to that place. But I, I, if we could push off into your future, right, mm -hmm. if, if you can build the systems and build sort of the principles and strategies of the quality of clientele and, and how you service them and, and, and what you expect out of them and their long-term value, your podcast principles could be uh, what is generating you great sustainable income that's allowing you to, to live out the adventure of the life that you choose to do with your remaining time and drive it to 4% instead of 80% of your time at this point. You know what I mean? It's just something to consider just as you look at everything. And even if you change, if you begin to think of life like this, you just get better and better. And you make every, every decision feeds into that. That's it. Yeah. Every, every decision matters as it relates to the, your system of life and how it all integrates. And the more and you get, the, if you begin to look at it like that, then you get better and better at designing it, better and better at growing it together harmoniously, which ultimately leads to a fulfilling, happy life. And, and the truth is, like, define it. I defined the life that I live today. I defined it in 2015. I set off on a journey uh, to, to realize it in 2016, and I realized the entire, entirety of it within five years. And now I am like, my vision for the next version is almost perpetual because now I have so much harmony in the way it's all been designed and so much clarity. As you continue to grow, you keep seeing further and further. But you just got to define it in the beginning and get through that first set of, of, of milestones of what's possible because then you believe anything's possible. You know, well, I'll do it now at 23, Rob. That's it. I wish I would have did it at 23. You oh, know that's I mean? the beauty of this, though, man. Yeah. I, can, I read Tim Ferriss when I was 17, started a digital business at 21. I met, I've watched Gary Vee for seven years, met him when I, in 2019, then started my business. Like, now I'm talking to you. It's like, I don't. I got, I just, I have to apply this stuff. I think that's a real, th there's so much shiny object syndrome, man, everywhere. And, and, and people, we want to change our goals just because we find something else that's cool. Yeah. Whereas the thing we're grinding on for five years isn't as exciting anymore. And, and it's, it's tough, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take your advice. It's basically. Yeah. It. <laughs> look, and I, I, I like that. It's going to go Tim Ferriss, Gary V and Robbie D you yes, know sir. I mean? And then, and then cake, Robbie man. D told me I needed to look at my life yeah. as these integrated systems and design them all together and grow into the ideal life. And that's what I'm living today. Look, I look, if you go like I picture you in like in like, you know, seven or eight years, like being like a Tim Ferriss, Gary V, Robbie D of like, here's the guys that mentored me. And then here's the position when I met him. And then this is the evolution that I became. Uh, I hope to see that's, it. That's it. That's what we're doing, Rob. All right. Well, look, it Glad was a here. pleasure to meet you. Uh, I wish you the absolute uh, best in, in the entire business. But again, uh, just, just seek quality over quantity 
and, and really understand what you expect to get out of that business. Let it be your anchor of sustainability so you can be rapping on the weekends. Try to find that hit song. You know what I mean? Rob, you don't know how much this means to me. I got my best friend sitting next to me. I mean, I've been, I've been here since I've been watching you for 15 years, man. It's just crazy to be here. And thank you just so much, not just for me, but for doing this for us. There's not a lot of people that we can actually have access to, to get these real answers from people who are actually doing it. So thank you so much for doing this, man. I appreciate it, man. Best of luck to you, man. Thank you so much for listening to this Rob Deerdeck interview. That was insane. I, if you were wondering, I took his advice and that is the reason why I am still in business today. That is the reason why uh, we were able to grow and scale and I was able to leave all of my jobs to go to full-time self-employment. Basically based on the advice that Rob has given me, Gary V, and other mentors in the field. If you're still here, thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe or follow on your favorite platform. That is the best zero-cost way to support us and keep the episodes going. All right, we'll catch you next week.